Today, on Noon, we feature two remarkable brothers and my friends, Mike and Greg, who are both firefighters, paramedics, and experienced providers. In this episode, they'll share their valuable insights gained from their journeys. Expect a blend of the fun and camaraderie that they bring to their work, the heartfelt reflections on the significance of family in their lives, and a great time between friends. Let's get started. All right, guys, so thank you so much for joining me on today's 911 Nonsense Podcast. I've got a double team here, two brothers, Michael and Greg. Go ahead and start with an introduction if you don't mind, please. Hi, I'm Mike Ochoa, a driver for the fire department and paramedic. I'm Greg Ochoa, lieutenant for the fire department, also a paramedic. How long have you guys been working? Um, actually, everybody always thinks that Greg's the older brother. Because he started a year before I did. Oh. Yeah. So um, everyone's always everyone thinks that since he's a lieutenant, I'm just a driver. That 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 uh, he I started or he started before me. So he's been in for going on 19 years. 18. So you guys are almost done. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. We will be eligible soon. Yeah. But, that's the best. But as far as being done, that tends to be. Uh, decided by my family and insurance needs and things like that. Sure. But, yeah. But yeah, uh, 18 years for me, and Mike was former military, so he, he's had 17 years uh, with the fire department, but he um, he had his time in the military, and that's what he did too, so yeah. he has more time doing this stuff than I do. I'm, yeah, I'm at 25 plus years of, I guess, medicine, emergency medicine type stuff. Just but oddly so. enough, we also went to Peace School together, yeah. which... I think we were the first brothers to finish Peace School together. Largely, he was the reason I was... Uh, successful completing Peace School because we were competitive. Yeah. I I beat him almost in every test and then uh, he got the last laugh because he beat me in the National Registry by like a lot. His stopped questioning him in the 90s 90s or something like that and mine mine sort of creeped up towards the hundreds. (laughs) Oh, and that's so so nerve-wracking. I started panicking. Did you take the computer-based test? Yeah, that was... Scary, huh? When it stops, and like I, I had also talked to another fireman who was taking it at the same time I was, and it stopped on us, and we walked out. We both had that like look of you're like I failed. I, oh, there's no, shit. Yeah, I only I got know. to I only got to I was like in '96 or something on my questions, and uh, I don't remember what he had, but I was like I failed because I mean I I I knew I missed some of them or I knew I like you know kind of close your eyes and throw the dart. At yes, and you're like, got that right. <laughs> So there's a few times I failed. I failed. I my last question on the test was what is the term for somebody who doesn't have enough oxygen? And I was like, oh, I failed. Yeah. That was the that's easiest it, yeah. question, and that was my last question. I think I stopped at eighty-five. And uh, I was like, I failed. You know, that's it. I failed. That's so simple. But yeah. I didn't. It was neat. Yeah. And I, the same thing too. I don't know if you guys have looked into critical care at all, but I just took my FPC, so just my flight paramedic yeah. certification, and I passed on the first try, which is like nice. a sixty percent pass rate, I believe. Oh, wow. And yeah. that was scary. I like cried every day up until that yeah. test. Yeah, yeah. that was rough. Yeah. That's a ton of stress, and like. 
at some point you get a lot of experience, you get a lot of knowledge, you have a ton of resources, including mistakes that you may or may not make on the job. But uh, I worry about a little bit of complacency right. on, on those sorts of Oh, yeah. Like, like if you asked me what gluconeogenesis is right now, I couldn't. I, <laughs> no. like, I, I can't even spell it, yeah, you know? No. So, I couldn't spell it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> impressed you could say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the only reason why I remember that is because our instructor had no idea what it was. And so gluconeogenesis, gluconeogenolysis, and I can't remember what the other one was. But those <laughs> literally, like to this day, if if somebody asked me what it was, I was like, hey, I have not a clue. Yeah, yeah. no idea. That's funny because uh, we had a extremely experienced paramedic uh, try and regain his national registry the, the year that we took it, yeah. and he took uh, the the hands on portion. What was that? The practical practical, practical mm-hmm. portion of the test with us, and I guess he didn't do well on that one. And then he had to uh, retake the written and didn't do well on that one. So like they were going to have to wait a another school for him to actually retry oh, that's so they, rough. they had to like try and give him the opportunity to do it and it just happened to coincide with our class yeah so he took the tests with us and it didn't pass it and and uh only recently i was like maybe i should try and regain my uh national registry if, I it's, too. It if was, it's not it required like, for your job but you know what the thing is is that i want to make sure that once i if i do retire that i can at least have something to you know, if I need, yeah, if I sure. need it or whatever, I can use it. Because I know that that's the other thing about paramedicine is that it's not just um, transport based or, or you know, the, the fire department. There, there are other jobs out there that you can do. Yeah, and the, I, the uh, clinical well, yeah. section. Yeah, yeah, we worked at the the jail for a while as well. You know, kind of moonlighted at the jail. Yeah, and I, I, was, I, I saw that they have a couple of positions open right now. Oh, they called I'm me. Out, yeah. They, yeah, they called and asked me, and I was like, no, I'm I'm good. Yeah, that the jail makes you hard it, it it really jades you yeah See, and that's and that's a funny thing is a lot of people don't think that we would get along because despite being brothers we have a lot of differences in our personality and uh the funny thing is that i can work great with him of course there's times where he gets my goat nobody on the planet could possibly <laughs> anger me like him but uh we we worked well together at the jail yeah. i kind of felt like that was the that was a good thing but I felt like I had a ton of patience, and he just was clearing people so much faster than I was, and it usually had to do with uh, something like that because of his, uh, I want to say, being forward. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm, you know, when it came to the jail, I was very much, okay, I have these, I have an interview I have to do with you, I have questions I have to do with you, I have all this kind of fun stuff. And he was, he was thorough and so much faster at it than I was, and I... I thought I had a ton of patience, but I started to realize that a lot of people were playing games with me because they could oh, yeah. they could read that on me, like you know that blood in the water. The jail was interesting because of that as well, because when you walk in, you'll you might pass a, a couple of inmates as you're walking in, and I noticed, and and somebody had kind of told me, but I also noticed when I was there, we wouldn't get emergencies because they're. Their emergencies sometimes weren't emergencies. They knew they're, better. They're bored and, you know, I, yeah. you know, I want to go to sick bay or I want to do that kind of stuff. And they wouldn't do it with me because I would. I had an old trick that I would do that my dad used to do to us, which was lecture you for an hour as to why you're in trouble or why you're, you know. <laughs> and for him, and for, so they would come in with chest pain or they would come in with, you know, something like that. 
And I would literally go through a quick 12 lead school with them and, and tell you, okay, look, this is your heartbeat. This is, you know, the electrical output of your heart. And this is your QRS. This is your, um, you know, your, your, your <laughs> I just and see you doing their this. Their eyes would glaze over and they'd start crossing. Yeah. <laughs> So this is why I'm not sending you to the hospital because there's nothing wrong. So, you know, yeah. you, you, here's an antacid and everything like that. If something changes, you know, you can always come back. But for, as of right now, I'm not seeing any, any reason for you to have to go to the hospital. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then, but with Greg, sometimes he was more like, okay, you know what? Let's just do it to be. Yeah. To cover know, our bases. To cover, yeah. 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 Type thing. And so. A little when, more conservative. Yeah. So, yeah. When, so when he would see, when they would see us come in. It would. They were like, okay, maybe, oh boy, maybe yeah, I won't there's a chance. Yeah, maybe I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> maybe next one. weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And what is the age difference between you guys? Three years. Uh, about two and a half years. And you can tell that you're close. You could by just by sitting across from you guys and hearing the way that you talk and the way that you look at each other, you can tell that you're really close. I mean, he's my he's my best friend. I, there's no denying that. But like I said, <laughs> we grew up in such close proximity that. We, we kind of know each other's uh, uh, triggers. Sure. And, and for the most part, 90% of the time, we're great. And, which is, again, like we have worked together in the field. And it goes well. It, it goes like the jail. Yeah. The, it was fun. I don't have to talk to Greg to feel and know what he's, what's going on. I can, if it's happiness or anger or anxiety or whatever, I, I, I know my brother to that point. So I could stick to, okay, he knows that I'm doing this or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I know he's going to ask for these, you know, set of vitals or, sure. you know, he's going to want this. So, <coughs> Sorry. yeah, geez, a little louder maybe. There's <laughs> a wrong pain. So, yeah, so there would, there, when we do that, it's, it's easy for me to be able to, you know, I don't. I don't have to take dictation from him. I don't have to have him ask for certain things because I know what he's going to want. When when people have like family members in the department and they tell us they're not like incredibly close, it's it's so incredibly weird. Foreign yeah. to yeah. us. Yeah. It's, it's not even, I wouldn't say weird, we're, but we're it's, a little it's, too yeah. into each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys have um, like was your dad or grandpa or anybody in the fire department? Both were. Yes. Both were. Okay, so, so you're in a long long line then. Yeah, uh, we're probably never. I don't say probably. We're never going to reach the level Grandpa was. He was a deputy chief. We weren't particularly close with him or anything like that. But Dad got in uh, quite a long time after Grandpa retired, and uh, and he was in for twenty three years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, he he. We got to work with him a little bit too. Yeah, that was that was a, one of my first calls. Uh, I got to work with my dad, and I got to see how it worked, and it was a little weird because you want to call him Lieutenant Dad or you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> he made me call him Lieutenant. He's like, that's uh, Lieutenant. He is so ridiculously dry in his humor, so I didn't know whether or not he was kidding. And uh, no, he was dead serious. He wanted me to call him Lieutenant. Yeah. And I was like, Dad? Lieutenant Daddy? Lieutenant Daddy? I don't know what to go here. I don't know. And then he worked on... Uh, at station for such a long time and, and that was kind of you know dealing with the the clientele mm-hmm. in that area so you know uh, um, like he the was, central hub for yeah. the unhoused population yeah so it, my story is to see him well so uh, was a, a kind of a belligerent patient and I'm trying to be a good rookie and I was taking trying to take a, a BGL on, on the guy and he kept he kept pulling his hand away and pulled his hand away and just, just being a you know a, a Richard Cranium, and uh, 
and my dad, when he barked at him, hey, you know, let my guy do what he has to do type thing. That I'm the yeah. one that was more, you, <laughs> you know, jumped. I was flinching more. Like, you better, he's going to, you know, he's going to spank you, you know. He's, you know, you know, he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You don't understand. Yeah, so that was, that was that was one of those ones I was like, I think I have some childhood trauma that I have to get over. <laughs> yeah, I might not be able to work with you very much. It was just funny because, uh, you know, we have a relationship with each other. We have a different relationship with our parents. Uh, some good, some bad. But, you know, my dad is, is similar to me. And uh, it's probably one of the things that bugs him the most about me when we do get on each other's nerves. Is I'm, I'm like my father. And, and, and I'm like my I'm like yeah. our mom was. My mom was very, you know, she <laughs> didn't. Here will be my first F-mom. My, my mom didn't fuck around. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, she came from Nebraska, small town in Nebraska, and they like to fight, fuck, and drink. So, you know, if they weren't doing one of those other two. Actually, <laughs> I hate to say that. I'm that yeah. 100% from right. Nebraska, yeah. oh, in this yeah. tiny town in oh Nebraska. God, yeah. So, you know, she was always, she she would speak her mind, and, and she would say how she wanted to say it, you know. With as little reservation as possible. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and really no... Um, delay in anything she didn't have to think she's just so ridiculously quick yeah which i'm not so and i am i'm, I'm quick to temper so when it comes yeah. to things i'm uh, quick-witted <laughs> i won't say let's not say witted yeah. <laughs> i don't think we could either be described as witty <laughs> but uh so how did your mom feel when you both ended up in the fire department well so <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm waiting for him to answer that because Mike had a little bit more of an adventure than I I did. I was kind of the uh, I'm going to use his term. He called me he calls me a wiener. You're always such a wiener when it comes to this kind of thing. I'm like great, but uh, it's it's because I stuck close to home. I tried the college thing. I I, uh, I didn't branch out, and he did at, at 18. Mike went to the military, so it was kind of uh, us trying to find ourselves in in very very different ways. So in that vein. Uh, I decided to go to the fire department and to be completely honest, it was because I got to mess around a little bit more on shift, on scene. I would be totally professional, but uh, when we go to the station, we get to kind of hang out and, and do our hobbies and stuff like that while we're waiting for calls, sure. depending on where you are. You get you a little bit of autonomy and yeah. free time. and You, you do get, uh, you get a ton of autonomy within reason you can entertain yourself at the station and a lot of people do and they have jobs and like side things that they do and when i heard that i could do one of my favorite hobbies which is i'm, I'm gonna be honest is video gaming as soon as i found out you could video game at the station i was like that is the best job ever secrets out why did i not know this and uh I, you know that's why it made me want to do it and it was actually so much harder than I thought it was. I was like, I just have to pass these tests, no problem. It was a lot more physical. And there was a lot more didactic learning that you could go through. And then when he got in, we were both sort of interested in paramedicine. So that's what kind of led to that. But, you know, I stayed close to home. I was super close with my parents. I lived with them for far too long. Um, <laughs> and so my mom was like super supportive. And, you know, that's she's like, if that's going to make you happy... I'm, I'm in, I'll help you. And if I'm being honest, in the academy, people struggle. They, they have families to support. You don't yeah. get paid a ton. Or no. at the time, we didn't. Yeah, they paid the pay increase 
has yeah. jumped significantly, which it's, is really it's cool. It's still pretty tough. It's yeah. not an easy like I, I I don't think I believe anybody who says, "Well, I did the academy by myself." I, I don't know about there's there's always some sort of support that you need, some and if if not, then that person is really kind of squared away and tight. But but most I think most uh, people in the department had somebody or some some sort of support. Well, and they boast. Is this academy being one of the hardest? Oh, uh, everybody's academy was the hardest. Yeah, Yeah. and and, you know, it's we can't take away that it that it is tough. It is tough. Yeah, and it's tough for several different reasons. You kind of have to knuckle down. You have to be good. You you have to make sure that you understand that you're entering like a a career and that you're heavily scrutinized and. And we sort of got that. Yeah, I came from, I had military behind me. I was, it was Air Force, so it wasn't like real military. But, um, Jesus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, hey, man, I'm, I'm, it's military yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't even go inside. You, you, you ask a Marine, they'll roll their eyes. You ask a, a, a Navy guy, and they'll be like, wow, you passed the test. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. That's, that's any, any time that, that, that I'm talking with other, uh, other people from from other branches of the military, it's like I passed my ASVAB. You know, you ate the crayon, that's why you made it to the Marines. So <laughs> I don't want to hear your, your shit. But that's 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 in you know that's in our you know the military. We we make fun of each other sure. for those reasons. Yeah. So. But I did have sort of a kind of an inkling as to what it was to kind of bounce off the question that you had asked. For me, it was a little different. I will say that I have probably failed more things than people have tried. And in the military, one of the things that I wanted to do is I actually wanted to be a, a therapist. I, I, I like psychology, and I think it's one of the right I could see that from you. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the military had different ideas. And, you know, once you're kind of sold to it, they get to do whatever they want with you. Sure. So I actually became a, um, a dental tech. And uh, yeah, it was like it was one of those things where everyone's like, you're a dental tech? You're, you're a dentist? I'm like, no, I'm not a dentist. I'm a dental tech. And then once I got to Japan, um, I got specialized training, which actually w- uh, kind of incorporated a lot of the the uh, emergency medical training, so mm-hmm. ACLS, um, basic um, BLS type stuff, and all that and everything. So I had really found that I was good at it, but I was good at it. But it's it's, it's like I don't, you know, I, I I'm good at this, but I just don't really want to do it. So again, trying to to fight uh, fate and do everything else i have i mean i'm still here i'm still a paramedic so we'll see how well that went um but yeah i i wanted to try different things i always try to do something more i always try to do something different and it you know it my mom always said that i was a jumper you know you were the type of one that looks a little bit and then just jumps right on in you don't you see how deep it is you don't see how far down it is you're just like yeah yeah let's jump and so when I got into the fire department, um, it was a year after me. By yeah, the way. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so everybody's clear on that, I got a year first. <laughs> that was that was her thing. Was she's like, well, you know, if you're gonna do this, then you need to stick with it. You know, this is it's a good job. It's gonna thing, and you're good at it. You know, this is this should be. Yeah, don't fuck around. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she, you can you it. This is what God gave you is basically what she would say with me. And I've been doing this ever since. You know, I, I it, it's when I retire, I, I'm pretty sure I won't. Uh, I'm 
I'm pretty sure I won't do anything with, with patients or EMS type stuff. I, I probably will go off to do something else just because I feel like I've I've earned my wings to. Yeah, you know, you've done. You've done your due diligence. Exactly. <laughs> That's the uh, ends up being the difference. Which I I still kind of quite enjoy. A lot of the job. There's you know, you did it. You, oh yeah. You know, there's still do a it. ton of <laughs> uh, frustrating portions of it, but I still uh, enjoy quite a bit. And and by comparison, I, I I sort of lived more of a charmed life than Mike. And uh, you know. I, I got to be the little brother. I got to be the, the youngest out of our family. Now, incidentally, I'm in the middle because I have a little brother and a little sister yeah. as well. But uh, out of the three of us that grew up together, is our oldest sister. Yeah, we had we had an older sister. I don't know if we, we had mentioned that. Mm-hmm. But, we, yeah, we're, we were three peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. My, my sister's was a brain. I was the brawn. And Greg was the tattletale. Was so. <laughs> it's always the youngest, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, Greg was like... They say that, but like, we weren't master criminals. They, we were caught. They didn't start asking me because they didn't suspect <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, that's what he said. Like, like, if, I, if, I told. If, if the camera, it would it would be on my sister, and they would ask her, did you do it? <laughs> and she would say, I have no idea what you're talking about. And the camera would pan over, and there I would be still smoking, my eyebrows burnt off, you know, soot all over my face, and... They would ask, you know, did you do it? And I mean, I, I uh, don't know what you're talking about. And then it would pan over to Greg and his... I'd be sweating be, buckets. Yeah, sweating buckets. And they say, did you? And he'd be like, they did it. And he would watch us get punished and he'd be like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. Yeah, <laughs> That's so wrong. wrong. No, I didn't. Yeah. It, it always seemed like we... I got lightest punishment yeah. though i will say that because he was yeah, i mean it's it's just like it's a plea deal he's like you know if i get a little less if i tell you yes you're not hitting nearly as hard right? three swats and they get the five right yeah. but so. to answer your question like going back i think our mom was was uh proud of us and, and she uh knew us to an obscene level it was, it was just so weird how in tune she was with her kids and um, she knew that when we, we got in, we started doing the job that we'd do a good job. We'd, uh, improve upon where our, the groundwork that our, our grandfather and, and dad sort of made. And, and she had a lot of faith in us and it was a, yeah. it was actually really a good thing for us because mom was just all support. She was all in and, and. And she knew she knew how to support you too, which yeah. was also important. Yeah, she's like, coming from such a long line, also. Yeah, yeah. You know? She so for for me, it would be well, quit acting like a pussy. And you're like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Get your shit together and do it. And and then with Greg, she'd be a little bit more like, come on, you, you got this. You can yeah. do this type of thing. And then every now and then, she, it it would switch up, and she would say something to Greg, but but it was because she knew that yeah. you know he's. I need to, to kind of yeah, that, that, that punch that thing. So she was always good about that. Kind mm-hmm. of stuff. She knew us down to those little uh, idiosyncrasies that would just uh, push us just enough to get us to do that next level, including uh, paramedic school, yeah. which which was a, a funny thing because we, we went together. I, I went twice, so I, uh, I kind of was resentful of my first one because the minimum passing score was 80 and I got a 79 on cardiac block. So I was furious with myself. Yeah, that's frustrating. And then I had um, the next class, they threw me out uh, after that one. So uh, we, I lived, like I said, I lived a charmed life. So I got, I got <laughs> to try again. Life. And not only did I get to try again, I got to try again with, with Mike and he sort of pushed me 
Because um, a lot of people say these derogatory things. They, they say these uh, things about just, my just say it. <laughs> being stupid. And I was like, I've never known my brother to be dumb. I know, you know, we're silly. We, we joke around on scene. We do a lot of stuff. But at no point have I ever thought that this guy was dumb. And he made these wonderful uh, competition in P-School because he would get uh, high scores on the test and oddly enough it would surprise people but it never surprised me and, and I got to sort of shoot for that and it it made uh, like I said I got a 79 on cardiac block and I never got below 90 in P-School and you know that it's it was really a lot of it to do with, with him he'd make me uh, study I would much rather have gotten home and played Call of Duty mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know he would he would make me push myself and uh i need that mom would know that mike knows that and uh it, it made for quite a uh, lot easier experience in paramedic school I'm, greg greg doesn't give himself a lot of credit the, the best way i always see it is didactically greg's very intelligent greg's the type of guy who can uh read something and it could be the most arbitrary thing in the whole wide world <laughs> And then, like, three years later, like, you know. Just pull it yeah, from just pull it and you're like, what the hell? Where did you get that from? Oh, you don't remember reading that in this? So that's, that was Greg. In, in the class, he he would, you know, they would put something up on the board, and Greg could read it, and then he could understand it and know it. My talents. And forget it. Yeah, my talents were, I think I'm more of a kinesthetic learner. Mm -hmm. I, you know, show me how to do it. I can, you know, through the military, I know how to do sutures. Um, you know, I was able to reduce um dislocations and stuff like that it's stuff that i learned in the military but i'm very hands-on so sure. you know when i miss an iv i'm it bothers the yeah. shit out of me you know what yeah I mean? i'm like, the same way i'm like mm, yeah i'm gonna try one more time <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there was one of those ones where you know i know okay i missed an iv and it's been about four months and so you know i'm and then everyone looks at you and they're like well you got to get this one and you're like shit 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 and then you get it you're like okay thank god yeah. dude in my job like it. we don't even do we don't do ivs hardly at all so i started an iv the other day and it'd been the first time in like a year and a half and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah see i'm kind of i'm kind of in that uh boat because i've been with the partner i have now for seven years you can drop his name yeah uh, brandon mckinstry's a fantastic paramedic and uh there's a lot of parallels between him and, and mike and uh, like i said he's my best friend so it was it was kind of it kind of clicked for me and and brandon it so kinda, i'm not gonna lie it's, i get a little jealous i <laughs> could I tell do, oh, i could i could see you steaming over yeah, there yeah a little bit just, he said oh brandon does it yeah. brandon, I'm like, that's not what brandon would have done I'll fucking marry him yeah. <laughs> i would <laughs> but i'm already married yeah <laughs> Um, but he's he's very good at his job, and I've I've come to rely on him a lot. And sometimes it's too much because, like you said, you know these are perishable skills. So you go and try an IV or an ET tube, something that you have not ever performed in months or years, because the opportunity doesn't come around because the advancements in technology. Mm -hmm. You know, LMAs came around and. and it not only became simpler, but it became something that a lower licensure was able to do and secure this airway and, and you know, make things quick and smooth. But, uh, you know, ET tubes have their place. And if there is one to get, Brandon gets it. Mike gets it because he's a, he's a driver. So they're those hands-on people and they're fucking ridiculously experienced at it. 
So you can tell they're going to get that IV. They're going to get that ET tube. They're going to do the IOs and darts and all the fun things that, that you do. That <laughs> and are I'm going to write the report. And I have to, I have to write the <laughs> stupid report. And I do. I go to do those things, and I'm I'm doing that same thing. Like, oh, shit, it's been like six months since I've done this. I, I cleaned it, right? I, I will I say cleaned that, my site. Um, Did I clean my site? Yeah, I will say with him. Greg is has always been, which is probably why he didn't get as spanked as much as the rest of us. <laughs> he was always good at, at, you know, I see it, I can identify it. I, I, I have the three, and I, and I, I kind of stole it from, from uh, I think it was the, the it might have been the, the um, Marines, but it's the three. We accept, we adapt, we overcome. You accept the situation for what it is, not what it could be, not mm-hmm. what you want it to be, but what is standing right in front of you. And you adapt to it and you, you, you know, okay, how do I work this problem? Okay, well, this is how we're going to do this. And then we overcome it. All right. Now we, let's put it into, into practice. Let's put it into play. And then we move on. And when I did, when I do work with Greg, that's, you, you see it. And that's one of the things that, one of the reasons why I'm not going to be a lieutenant is because I, though I, I can do things and I can be a good leader and I can do that kind of stuff. I don't want the responsibility and I hate when I get those calls that aren't, you know, cookie cutter, cut and dry calls. It's, you know, grandma is in a house with 18 cats and there's cat shit everywhere. <laughs> and she doesn't want to go in and you have to, you know, you're, you're trying to convince her to go in, but she's cognizant and she's there. You know what I mean? But yeah. she's also walking around literally and, and, you know, inches of cat shit. Yeah. Family's on the way. Yeah, the and family wants her to go in, but she can't do it, and all this other stuff. No. And he has, to, you well, know, you have to make the hard decision. And I, for me, it was like I, I don't want to make these decisions. I was like, I'll let you know, I'll let the the, the lieutenant make that. In that vein, I'm I'm kind of becoming a little more. In uh, also like my father, I'm becoming Oscar the Grouch. It's it's kind of getting bad at this point because I'm I'm so much. I'm so much, like, I'm so entrenched in my ways. And, you know, leading on a scene, Mm -hmm. you can see what you want to do. You can see the path to, you know, the best possible outcome for a patient. Maybe even uh, clearing a scene in lieu of, you know, transport, transport is treatment. Because it makes sense, not farting around, not redoing assessments, not not just uh, messing with a the base that's already been laid for you. And if you do it right, if you do it, you know it's done the way that you want it correctly. Yeah. And uh, I'm sort of becoming less tolerant. <laughs> People don't do it that way. I'm and, sorry, but after 18, you know, 19 years, that's allowed. And and, and then I just the, don't want the other part a dick to, you know, there's so many moving parts to the way that EMS is structured here that I don't want to be a jerk to people. I do come across as an asshole sometimes. But I... I I don't want to. Uh, I'm a little more sensitive. I, I tend to doubt myself after after the call's done. I know perfectly well that I did the call right. He's he says it. I do see it. I do see where we're going to go. But then I sit there and like say maybe this wasn't that. It's quicksand. There's yeah. there's there's the thing where you know you you put it down on paper. Two plus two equals four. And the moment that somebody comes up and they're like, "That's wrong," then you, you look at it. Really? You know, no, no, that's two plus two. That's four, right? Yeah. And and that little bit of doubt, especially when you you know you're making 
decent calls you know that that looks like a fibber that looks like you know what is that in here <laughs> yeah and then they're like no, no that's not that and Man, you're it, making those decisions and then yeah and you you have to and that at that point you kind of get a little uh kerfuffled with it and for someone like me it's like I, i've always I, I tell my son all the time and and he, he could tell you um i'm always right even when i'm wrong <laughs> i'm right and he was always he would he takes it as well as you just being arrogant jerk it's like no the thought process that i put into my decisions are based off the facts as i know them as they are right now so the decision that i made even if it's wrong was based off of these facts and the reason why i felt like i was right so even when i was wrong i was right to a certain point now that doesn't mean that i'm not wrong it just means that if i made a mistake it was based off of something that I didn't have in front of me or I didn't think about or I didn't consider. Missing knowledge. Yeah, and, yeah. and you get a lot of people that, that take that as arrogance. They're, well, you know, you, you, everybody can be wrong. It's like, yes, I get that. But, you know, this is why I, and, and you get those people that sometimes when you, they, you get a second set of eyes on something and, you know, they're reading the strip and they're like, well, you know, it says this and this right here. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that part. Yeah, and and I think that's where sometimes you you start to I wouldn't say doubt yourself, but you get a little nervous as definitely to, second you, guess. Yes, that second yes. guessing. Yeah, and and unfortunately, at, in that same thread, the thing I am worst at is saying that I was wrong and kind of apologizing for it. So it, it is something that is a if I've ever been a jerk to anybody that actually is listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, this podcast and, was a big apology yeah. letter. <laughs> That's why you reached out. <laughs> so we had talked a little bit about how you guys were in the fire service earlier. Do you have any calls that are your like absolute favorite calls? Like something that just makes you happy when you think about it? You know what? For me, uh, for me, um, that's another podcaster. Um, my thing was, is um, I know they're, they're scary, but labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. The, those calls are always fun because you're like every call that you go, every call we go to, there there are some pleasant calls where even even if Nana is sick, there people are still pleasant to you, you know. There, but 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 everybody's worried because, you know, Nana's sick or Nana's having chest pain or Nana threw up or something something like that happened. But when you get a call and someone downloads a baby, and then. Like it's like Mazel Tov and everybody's happy and you know what I mean and they're patting you on the back and they like you don't usually get those kind of things that, yeah. for calls you know what I mean and they're asking you your name they're gonna name you just like it's a girl but if you want to name Mike go ahead <laughs> you know what I mean but it's it's it, yeah but it's 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 that kind of stuff that 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 always tickles me when we go to those calls and we've and we had one that was pretty recent and it was so much so that. You know, the the dad's happy to cut the cord and, you know, and you're, you know, we're taking care of, of mom and, and baby now and everything like that. And you still have to be professional, but it's a happy kind of professional. Yeah. It's a very, and that was, that's always my favorite ones. And I've had a few. So, you know, I, I when we get there, yeah, you're nervous. Yeah, you want to make sure that everything's okay. But as, as the call goes on and, and everything is okay, you're I'm like, I, yeah, I'm happy to have you this is one of those calls where you, you walk away and you're like, yes, yeah, and yet now you're part of that family. Exactly, yeah. yeah, you get to be part of that that little bit of history there, and I always like that. The one thing I will say, uh, I've noticed I don't like being videotaped or with pictures. That that always creeps that always creeps me out. Like, yeah, that's the one where I'm like, 
you're, you're, you know, they're going to be blurred on this, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it scares me. It's like, you know, the, uh, you know, some of the, the, uh, um, they used to say some Native Americans were like, yeah, I don't take pictures because they want their, their soul. Their spirit. Yeah, yeah. Spirit, soul. And I feel that way. It's like, I wonder how many pictures I, you know, how many, and how many iPhones I'm, I'm there with <laughs> the picking news. my nose. Yeah. On something news, like that. Yeah. Oh God, it drives me nuts. Yeah. So uh, I don't like that, but, but, but. I have been uh, on one call where they did take our, you know, they, they took a quick picture. It was like a group. Things. Yeah, it was a little cute thing. So I like that. that those are, that's my favorite kind of Yeah, call. I mean, you're going to, you're part of that kid's life now yeah, forever. I was just that's the picture they're going to, yeah. and that's one thing's like cameras have become a hindrance in today's EMS world. Um, but it's also become such a cool thing, right? Just, they didn't have cameras like this when we were no. younger, you know, like Pocket I have camcorder. one baby picture of me and that's like, <laughs> and pictures were kind of popular yeah. at that age, you know, but yeah. it's uh, I think it's cool now. And now, you know, well, with the nieces and the nephews, we've got a thousand pictures before yeah, the really, age of yeah. one, yeah. you know, a lot more documentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's not really like one call i'm so negative because i tend to remember all the bad calls or how i felt well we remember Best the off. emotions yeah. yeah but uh but i do remember like you know quite a few highs there's there's been at least three babies we've we've delivered all recently by the way it was like 15 years before i actually delivered a baby in the field but the most recent we were we were kind of dispatched out to someone that was by themselves in their apartment and you know, you kind of get dispatched out and you're like, okay, you know, they've got a couple minutes and they didn't mention crowning or any water breaking or anything like that. And we showed up instantly. The call that I feel best about, I did the least on. And, um, you know, I, I documented pretty much. And uh, my partner, my crew, like, caught the baby, cut the cord, uh, did everything hard. Uh, you know, we, we showed up and we asked, you know, do you feel nervous to push? All that fun stuff and there was definite crowning so uh brandon sort of just kind of jumped into action he started uh ordering people around he, he was telling me what uh, what we were doing i started ordering some stuff based on what he was saying and just the fact that it went so smooth in such a short period of time because you know if you've been on any deli- delivery they're they're not short a, a lot no they're they're actually kind of laborious, mm-hmm. which yes. is why it's called labor. Um, <laughs> but this one was short. It was super short. She she waited until the last possible moment. And, um, you know, we had this perfect little brand new person out into the world. And we did all that shit before the transport agency had even arrived. And uh, it wasn't a long time. It was It was a really, really quick call. And like I said, just the fact that it went so smooth and those are those are those calls that are few and far between so if, sure. if you get them right you, you get them really right yeah it feels all, good it feels great high-fiving after that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> walking back to the truck gloves yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> 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 we're hugging <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah you know we 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 that feeling that pervading feeling that you really, really did well on this high acuity call that you don't get often, and you just the the get that sense of satisfaction that you really, really, truly know your craft. 
And it is a serious call. I mean, yeah. it, obviously, you know, you're, you're having this, this little guy coming. It's got into, a lot of potential, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's got a lot, a lot of, of potential. stuff to go wrong and yeah. everything. Yeah. And it doesn't. And like a little, little anecdote off of mine. I had one where the lady was gravita, I want to say like four, pair of three. So, I mean, she had downloaded a whole bunch of yeah. kids, you know. So she had had three babies and had, was pregnant on her fourth yes, one. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. You're good. Oh, great. You're good. Um, I was about to ask. And, and we all know, <laughs> and we all know that it, it happens faster. So we were, we were coming in, and you know, we're it's hop 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 hop, and everyone's kind of doing their stuff. And and I just was able to lay down the chalk and kind of, and and she's like, ah, I gotta push. I was like, okay. So she goes to push, and she gave like two big grunts and shot that kid into my <laughs> chest, and I felt like, like, hood, 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 you know what I mean? And, and she about sent me on the ass, and, and that was one of those moments where, like, she, she, I was like, good for you, lady. I was like, God damn, you know? But she, she hit we, me with that kid, and slimy right shot now. that oh, out like oh, a was, champagne. Yeah, and, and, you know, and then you have a fucking little lizard that's turning seven different colors and crying at you. You know, people say it's so beautiful, but yeah. like if, if you've ever seen a live birth, you, you can have a thought on it. But yeah. Some yeah. of it's, it's pretty some gross. It's pretty yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, honestly, that's when I, I always laugh and, and joke about it. It's like, well, you know, you ask somebody, why, why do we always send the dads to go boil water and tear towels and, it's, and they're like well uh, because it's clean and we're like no it's just to give him the hell out of there so he doesn't <laughs> pass out and make another picture yeah. you know? this is a it's a dirty scene that you're on you know it's just messy was ushered out of the room uh while they were doing not for the births while they were doing the epidural on my wife and i was pissed off because i i never i don't get those those queasy feelings even if it's like someone i love that's experiencing that's something like that i'm I just don't get it. And he's called me a, so, a psychopath because I, I don't. And um, I, for all these deliveries that we do in the field, yeah, that's that's what I think. It's like, oh, man, this is like a lot. This is a lot of gross stuff, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot, of, a lot of amniotic fluid, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I always say my kids' births were beautiful. Everybody else's. A train wreck, but my kids and then you know that might not be like the right way to take it but in in that thread uh i had a patient like that and i didn't realize it was going to be that because it was uh it was like the worst case scenario for a birth it was like a drug addict and and um it sort of caught us by surprise because we thought we had time so we initiated transport and i wrote in and i was like this is probably going to be one of those things where we do some work Maybe, you know, give some meds that we don't, like bag or something like that. A complication because she had no prenatal care and uh, we didn't realize she was a drug addict. And we started, like, uh, getting ready to deliver this child. And I started looking for access. I started looking for a vein to put an IV in. And uh, she's got track marks everywhere. And I was like, when's the last time you showed up? She's like two hours ago and I was like crap heroin precipitates birth yeah. and this is going to be sooner much sooner than we thought and I you know I had time enough to think that before the other paramedic was like I got crowning I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. so then we you know we had just the regular gloves he, he started uh, thank god he kind of kept his head and and I you know I I was already doing other tasks so he was 
in the best position to catch anyway. So he's, he had the wherewithal to actually like glove up and, and get all the gowning and our gown and stuff like that. But uh, that one, I just remember surprising me and, and knowing enough to know this is definitely not going to be the call that you thought it was. It's not going to be us transporting and you know barely making it to the hospital before they deliver. She's going to deliver right now. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah. You, you, know, what I, you know what's always funny about the EMS gods is that, you know, the old, you know, whatever's going to can go wrong, will go yeah. wrong type of thing. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and it's horrible because, like, had she had she not said anything like i if she wouldn't have said hey i'm you know i just shot up about 2 hours ago if she wouldn't have said anything there was there's a high chance that they would have made it all the way to the hospital oh, yeah. before something happened <laughs> but because she said those exact yeah. words right there it turns it into a shit show and and, mm. and you'll 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 always see i I won't knock it on the, on the on the table, but whenever I'm we're talking to somebody, it I knock I you know immediately they're like, well, it's been the two the B word and the Q word are not you know you will not say it around me, but if you do, I'm gonna the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like no 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 don't do that because we no, you know no, we were no. having a good damn day and now you got to say that thing and piss off the EMS gods or your... I won't even if we put on our flight suits like because we got a mission for the day. And we get canceled. I'm like, everybody has to keep their flight suit on now for the rest of the shift. Because as soon as you take it off, we're going to get another yeah, one. Yeah. Keep that shit on. Someone said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> who said it? Who's, who wept about That's, <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. Uh, and that's so sad. <laughs> so what would you say has been one of the craziest things you've ever seen? Good or bad? Yes. However yeah, you I, interpret that. However I interpret it. Um, put a seat though. I had a call and... Again, EMS gods. Um, the guy had was having chest pain at the Smiths, oh, and man. they made it all. The, they they left, the made it all the way. To, yeah, they made it all the way to uh, um, the quarters right there. And you know, I'm having chest pain. You know, blah blah blah. We get him in the back. It looks, you know, he, he is. He does have some some ST uh, ST elevation, and but it still looks. Pretty decent, you know, and it's one of those things, yeah, and, and he's very nonchalant about it, you know, yeah, I was burping up some stuff. And so, you know, feels like it might be going to my, my left arm a little bit. It almost and, sounds like classical. Yeah, so, too. and you're, and, you know, we, what do they say, um, uh, how do you say it, uh, familiarity breeds contempt, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we're, we're just treating it as normal everything. And my partner says, again, he defies EMS gods. He became a little complacent? Yeah. No, 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 no. He, but he just said, told the wife, they're, like, they're supposed to go to the VA. And he told the wife, don't worry, he'll be okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we close the door. And, and the moment we close the door, he's like, ooh, I'm starting to feel it again. And then does the pickle fingers where his fingers close up. And he, he has that kind of the cardiac seizure Did type have thing. Did he run a VTAC? Oh, he, he went right into VFib. Like oh. straight into VFib, not even no VTAC. All of a sudden, his heart was just like we we're gonna Paced. dance to our yeah. own rhythm, yeah. right? So we, like I said, we closed the doors to the to the bus, and she took off, and that's when he did that. So I started doing CPR on him. Now, I'm no like super stud at CPR. When, uh, let me let me let me take that back. I'm the greatest CPR guy in the whole wide world. Um, no, uh, you know, I, was, I, I, I start CPR. So yeah, I start CPR and I like hit everything perfectly because he reached up and grabbed my hands, and so I stopped, you know, and and then he went right back into it and then p- 
passes out again. So, you know, we've witnessed it. So we shot, or actually, actually we, witnessed, we shocked him. I started CPR. He grabbed my hands. I stopped. He let go and went back into it. So then we shocked him again. And it was like that. And we shocked him five times because every time I would reach up, he would reach up and grab your hands. And it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. And then, so then we get into the ER and I'm explaining to him, I'm like, he's, you you need to strap him down because if you don't strap him down, he's going to reach up and grab. And, um, I don't remember who was on duty that day, but she kind of gave me a look like, shut up. Yeah, shut up. You know, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm like, okay. You're well, a firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, they sure enough, they start CPR on him and he reaches up and grabs, and she yelps, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> was he? I'm like, I told you. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm not making this up. So they worked him for so long and everything, and, it, and they had end up having to sedate him and tie him down because every time he would reach up, and grab their hands. That's insane. And uh, doctor was like, I've never seen that before. I was like, neither have I. I'm really, this is, I've had you know enough coats to know, but I've never had that happen again. And to this day, that was that's one of those calls where you walked out, and I was like, that's just yeah. Happened. Yeah, it's it, you ever see what's dumb and dumber when he's trying to start CPR, and he's like, it'd be a whole lot better if he's quit struggling type yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> literally how I felt. I'm like, stop struggling. I'm trying to save your life, son. <laughs> Needs to be I got a TPR yeah, card, okay? Yeah, right? Like, do this all the time, sir. At least a two-week course. Yeah. So that was that's my crazy, I think my most crazy That call. one is oh, pretty oh, good, yeah. dude. That's crazy. Yeah, that was one of those weird ones. I have, I have two, but I, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't do any one particular thing. It just was the, the situation that like blew me away. Uh, the first one was when I was uh, in internship, they sent us out for a shift on a vehicle, and it was up the uh, the freeway, and we got a, a car accident. It was a 29 Delta, I think was the coding, so it was a high-priority uh, car accident uh, vehicle rolled over. And all of a sudden, we see these, like, streaks in the road, the, these tire marks in the road, and we're like, holy crap, they must have lost it, and then they disappeared. And all of a sudden, there's this huge gouge in the shoulder, just like huge uh, pieces of earth thrown and pulled out, and then those disappear. And then a good 10 or 15 feet past that is another one. And then you start seeing them more off, uh, stair-stepping a little closer, and then you just see this frame of a vehicle, which has the driver's seat still attached. And the rest of it, you start seeing pieces of vehicle strewn around the uh, the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So the vehicle just started falling apart. Engine, everything. And standing in the middle of all this uh, is just one person. Like I said, it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's at night. So, you know, our lights catch this person just standing there swaying. And it's this, I want to say mid to late 20s uh, girl who is wearing some, like, jeans and then this like midriff sort of like uh, a halter top kind of yeah, thing yeah but it was like a spaghetti strap so it's just sort of up a little bit and sticking out of her her belly are the little like if anybody has lived uh in this southwest you you could see the the weeds and the tumbleweeds and stuff yeah. like that they're little pieces of tumbleweed in 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 her belly that's and, so weird you know i i grabbed one it was barely in there like a little little tiny bit so i start cleaning her off and i was like were you were you driving or is, is the driver like 
okay, do you, do you know where you are? Were you in this vehicle? And she's, she's like, yeah, I was driving. She's sort of loopy, but we can't see anything on her at all. And, you know, right when we get to her, the smell hits you. You definitely can smell those alcoholic spirits. She's hammered. And there is no long bone injury. There's, uh, you know, you, you don't see any blood on her face. The only blood were where those sticks were poking in and out of her. And they were just superficial. And I was like, you, you, you were driving this vehicle. She's like, yes. And she's standing on her own. And we kind of coax her down to go sit down. We uh, get the transport unit. We load her up. She's answering all of our questions appropriately. She, the best guess that I could make is that she was so hammered that when this happened, she was not seat belted. Yeah. She, she said that herself, that she just ragdolled and survived a amazing rollover that basically just took apart her vehicle and was just able to walk away from it. Yeah, that's insane. But the part that the part that stuck with me is we found the bench seat for the back seat and there's a child seat attached oh, to it. Oh yeah, we were like crap. Oh yeah. shit. So, you know, we start searching around and we ask her, is there was there a child with you? And she's like, I don't know. Oh, and yeah. we're like, crap. So we're searching with our thermal imaging camera in the middle of the desert. And we're about to start, yeah, start calling police to help us search for what I would assume would be a body, unfortunately. And she gets a phone call with her her cell phone, which is wedged into these tight jeans that she's wearing, is also perfectly fine. And she, you know, pulls out her phone and she's like, oh, my daughter's with my sister. (laughs) We're like, oh my God. We had a similar one like we that terrified. as well. But she was, we our patient was asking about her kid. And the family rolled up on the accident. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. We were looking around for, you know, we were using the tick to kind of look around. And fa- she left and then family had kind of come up. But obviously family's fighting the traffic because we have a lot of traffic stopped. And family comes up and they're like, oh my God, that's my niece, you know, type thing. And we're like, okay. We need to know, was there anybody else in the car with her? And they're like, no, they're with, you know, my, my daughter's watching the kids tonight. We yeah. came to the casino oh and I was like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, let's think, what about you? What was, what was your happiest call and what was your most craziest call? <laughs> yeah. No, I want to hear this. Uh, I, you know, when I ask the craziest call, the first one that comes to mind with me was, uh, we had a lady who had had brain surgery like two days before and just gotten released from the hospital and she's like i feel like i'm having a seizure they had separated her brain because of her seizures so they separated the two halves dissection yes what would you call it that's amazing there is a term for it i don't remember what it is but so she was like i feel like i'm having a seizure but i'm not seeing anything yet so i was like okay well you're sick enough that we probably should go and she started twitching just on one side, just her finger. As we're progressing, her arm, her whole arm starts twitching. That and you can see it. Just oh. kind of going you up. can oh, see man. it moving up. By the time we got to the hospital, just the right half, her whole, the face, like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, full tonic clonic 
seizing on just the right side of the body. What? Nothing yeah. on the left. Yeah. Talking to, answering questions. Just the whole right side of the body. Yeah. That's creepy. Was the craziest thing I've ever, have you ever seen. Have you ever watched, have you ever seen like uh, a stroke happen where they're talking to you kind of like that same thing and then all of a sudden that side just literally starts yeah, to melt. Yeah, it starts melting. And you're like, Time is muscle, time is muscle. One of mine was we were with this lady at Costco and she, she I'm not feel, I don't feel good I just don't feel good and um I, I hate that's one of my the worst things you know, I just don't I feel, feel good. good yeah and so so many things she had diabetes of course we're checking the BGL her BGL actually was high and I'm, I'm talking like 200 something right and so 55 or I'm sorry uh, um uh Transport. Transport companies starting to show up, and I'm throwing her on the monitor just because you know she. Oh, I'm feeling a little dizzy, a little thing. I'm just like, okay, let's do it, right? So we put her on the monitor, and she has runs of asystole, not not bradycardia, where it's it. She literally would would hit her her heartbeat would hit, and then it would stop. And it would stop for so like pauses almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, and it was six eight seconds long you know and and, and that yeah. you, that's what i'm saying it wasn't it wasn't bradycardia where bradycardia yeah. you're like okay they're they're beating 40 times a minute no this was she'd have a couple good beats and then her heart would just be like you know what it's miller time we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> you know <laughs> and i i tell my partner i'm like hey you know she's having runs of asystole and he's like, no, she's not. And I'm, I'm like, and it's, you know, you turn the monitor and, 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 do that. and as I'm doing that, <laughs> and she has one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 you know, we're counting one, 1,000, two, 1,000, you know, and, yeah. and as you're counting it, you're starting to get into the higher, like six, 1,000, seven, 1,000. I'm like, oh God. And so she, and she, they, they said she did that all the way to the hospital and, and, and her only thing, I just don't feel so good. When I, um, when I first got into uh, not EMS, but um, um, in, the, in the military, I worked with uh, anesthesiologist, and he had to push um, adenosine on somebody. And when he pushed it, he he was you know explaining to me how this was going. So he's pushing the adenosine, then he pushes the the, the, flush. the flush, and he's explaining, yeah, sometimes they have these runs of asystole and like this medication, but it usually doesn't last long. She's like, I've never seen it go past like five, six, seven seconds, something like that. It was. And so he's explaining this to all of me, and, and I'm watching it, and then it, sure enough, it, but he that that lady says the exact same thing. I just, I don't feel ooh, I feel weird. I don't feel so good. Yeah. And so we're watching it, and it hit ten seconds worth of that that adenosine hit ten seconds, and so that was the first time that I've ever seen it. The first time I've ever seen adenosine pushed. The first time that I've seen, and I've never seen it since. I every now and then you know you push it, and then you you will see the cardiovert, but it's never that you know extreme so i got kind of bathed in fire right away and then so i see this and i'm like uh, i know it's bad i know it's bad i know it's bad <laughs> i recognize and, and, this as it, bad <laughs> yeah, exactly and, and everybody else is kind of like okay well let's get going type thing. and i'm like let's get going now let's get going now. Type thing. Yeah, i'm freaking out over here but that was that was another one of those weird calls that i i have those like they they say like i get those extremes and you know they tell you if they say they're gonna die believe oh, yeah. them yeah and uh that was that was one of my patients we we got dispatched to a kind of a weird scenario. They said that it was a person caught under an AC, but it was a <laughs> it was a wall-mounted AC 
and they were nude and laying under it. So they were not caught <laughs> oh, necessarily. Like they were hot. They were they were underneath it. Yeah, and they were naked, and their apartment was trashed, and it was not the greatest apartment to begin with. So, like, wait, wait real quick, real quick. I have to, I have to say one thing. Uh -huh. Did you ever know how many people die naked? Yeah, it, it is, is insane. It's just an insane I, number. Like, every, <laughs> like when I I know I'm gonna go when I'm like, you know what? I'm getting naked. Yeah, fuck it. I'm taking all these clothes off. Yeah, I know that that's my last day on the earth. That was this guy. I don't know if he if he died after that because we converted him, but he had said that to us because we started just going through the whole rigmarole and and he had been drinking the night before. He got robbed. He said, which I, you know, you feel terrible for that because they really did look like they robbed him. They trashed his place looking for stuff to take. But he said that, and we had just put him on a forley just to kind of get a look. And it was a normal sinus. It it almost looked like a textbook version of it. And he's uh, he's answering questions perfectly fine. And I ask him, you know, are you allergic to any medications or something? Try it like that. And uh, he says, I'm gonna die. And we're like, you're not gonna die. <laughs> it's okay. Sir. And and both me and my partner, uh, it, it was Brandon at the time. Uh, we both sort of focus in on the monitor. And sure enough, he kind of gives this little squiggle. You couldn't call it any one particular rhythm. It just kind of gives us that last little electrical activity. <laughs> and then he goes into a systole, and both of us do that kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> he really did die. Yeah, he really he did die. Well. He called it one it's, I mean, it's it's funny. It wasn't funny at the yeah. time. We, we sort of, like, panicked because... I had just canceled all the other things. Oh. Really <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah and, there's and the EMS gods. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. And uh, yeah, he, he died. And we're like, oh, shit. And we started doing all of our uh, fun stuff. We dragged him out to a better position to start CPR. We started it by ourselves. Uh, we had police officers with us. So they sort of helped out. And uh, at some point, we, it was a fumble fuck. Like, one of the cops was holding a IV bag upside down. <laughs> and, oh, oh, and it's they're so yeah. sweet because yeah. they look they're like they're so they're so they're, 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 they're like, yeah, I'm a firefighter today. It's like, let's turn that around. It's okay. Yeah. We we know we, cops want to be firefighters. And we do it. Or EMS or whatever, but I just yeah, we did exactly that. We were like <laughs> All right. And but we, we did like quite a lot of stuff and we got Rosk the moment we got help. After we, we called, but that was like one of those clench moments where oh, shit. You, you don't you don't say those things. You don't say, I'm going to die, and then follow through with that threat. And uh, that was kind of one of those instances where it sort of slapped me in the face that anything and everything happens out there. You can't make this shit up. Yeah. Because it happens. So we had, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but we had left our stretcher at the hospital. Okay. We took off. We didn't know that we had left it, obviously, Long until uh, <laughs> oh my God. until the first call you get out the gates of Nine Echo. Just oh, cold, of course you know? it is. Yeah, yeah, it's not so easy. That's <laughs> the only call I knew the been. medic on the scene. I was like, bro, we got to borrow your stretcher. Can we borrow your stretcher? Yeah, we got to borrow your stretcher. We got to borrow your stretcher. A solid. Because, yeah. <laughs> of course, we got Rosk, you know. Oh, you course. You forget the stretcher. And then you get rust. You can't take them on the floor. No. So, so here's a question, Greg. <laughs> Talking about forgetting stuff. This now I'm a driver and you're the lieutenant. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
when you forget a bag, is it your fault or and I'm talking yes. about the big or I'm talking about the orange bag? Mm, yes. Is it your fault or is it your driver's fault? It's it's the both of ours. <laughs> but that's but such it, a politician but, answer. No, no, it is because I've had this happen, unfortunately. <laughs> I've never had this happen. Um, <laughs> this this happened. Um, I left a bag right next to the rescue because I was walking back to make sure that the transport company had everything they needed because it was an actual legit patient. And uh, my driver didn't go back there to check if we needed any hands for any one particular procedure, whatever. Uh, they just cleaned up the bags. So I assume I made an ass out of myself. I assume they, they grabbed my bags, which jumped in my truck and rode off into the sunset. But about three o'clock in the morning, we got a, uh, a ring at our doorbell. And, you know, oh, at you're a, lucky. At a fire station, you get a ring at your doorbell. Three in the morning. Three in the morning. Yeah. It's probably going to be some asshole, <laughs> either a super legit call or just someone like. Meeting, yeah. Meeting it's either real yeah. dumb or real. Or real, real, real yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a cop. And oh. he was like, so I saw someone walking around with this and I figured it was yours because there's a giant. You know, <laughs> rescue number on it, yeah. and I was like, "Shh." <laughs> and it it certainly was, and it had everything except for the nitro tablets in it. So I had to write that up. That was a super smooth uh, on my part. Do you guys carry narcotics in the orange bag? We do no, not. No. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, otherwise, you know, that would have been <laughs> yeah, awesome explaining that one away. But uh, but you know, because we did lose that, um, I had to write a letter to all kinds of the <laughs> big wigs and EMS gods that are, there are out there apologizing. Then we sacrificed goats and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I've, as, a, as an apology, but I've I got thrown weird. under the bus oh. by that driver. Yeah. He was like, no, that was definitely his fault. <laughs> like, I was like, no, this, we're a team. We're a team. <laughs> In a partnership, I would agree that it is both people's faults. No, it's, it's, it's my fault. I, as the driver, I, I'll be the first to say, because that, like... This is just my opinion, but I'm and watch you. Probably there's a bunch of people writing now in the in the comments. It is not. It's bullshit. Uh, yeah. um, but my thing was is that so I make sure that the 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 transport company. Do you need anything? Do you need me up start? I need you. You know, secondary on uh, vitals or any other kind of fun stuff. And if they don't, then I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna try and put my bag back together as quick as I sure. can. Sure. But I want to make sure that that I have all my stuff. I have left stuff before and i always feel like an ass when i do it and the worst part is is it's not the orange bag it's like my stuff so i've done that before mm -hmm. and i always feel like an idiot when i do but then the other part to it is like i think it's my truck it i know he's in charge of it i know the lieutenant's in charge of it but this is my truck you know what i mean i i, I know where everything is I always love it when someone asks for something and I'm like, it's right there. It's in the, you know, and then they're like, I don't see it. I don't. And then you, you know, open up the, the thing and they're like, oh, well, right there. look right there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's a little bit of pride that I take with that. I don't take a whole lot of pride. It's because no I matter do. what anybody says about you, they say lots of stuff about you. you <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> One thing that's actually good. Um, but yeah, so that's, that was several. my thing. Yeah. But there have been times where sure, sure. <laughs> but there—that's the one thing that I—I'm like, no, I'm gonna. And then when I forget stuff, there, because there are times where you, you know, I didn't restock the no, IV bag perfect, or something yes. like that. Yeah. And you, they open the IV bag and you're like, 
<laughs> my bad. Yeah, it was a late night. Oopsie yeah, daisy. Like it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, you know what I did, which was really stupid? Um, I dropped the bag right next to the exhaust and melted my bag oh. of everything. No, see, it melted it? Oh, oh goodness. Uh, Diesel's burns pretty hot. Oh, oopsie, and it had nothing to do with my medical supplies. I put my bunker gear behind my car to take off for the day because I have it overtime. And uh, I grabbed everything else out of the station. I was in a hurry. I didn't want to be a piece of shit relief. And my gate was open, so that was super awesome. Um, but yeah, I rolled over it. And, and just so everybody's clear, our our bunker helmets, our, our, our uh, headgear for fighting fires is super tough shit. It's actually like very, very sturdy. I cracked it with my <laughs> unless you run, unless you <laughs> run it over. It over. <laughs> and uh, that was awesome having to explain that. So, I mean, like, you have those moments where you... Uh, yeah, that's not cheap. Where you have to face <laughs> yeah. the music, but... You have to tell somebody. That's the worst part. You have to tell somebody. You're like, oh, I'm going to be made so much fun of. to get a new one. Like, come up with a good story, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was fighting, I was this, fighting bear. this bear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's how it is. I, I've had it Saving where at least six orphans where I we're helping the patient get we, we help him get and it's like oh, don't worry about, I'm gonna go back and get the stuff you know go back and clean up you know it's an actual call we had to you know tear into the bags and I walked upstairs back into the apartment and they're going through my bags and that was when I was like you've got to be out of your mind you know I knew I knew it was getting bad in the city when one of your cruise stations got broken into. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's and like, like you guys are infamous, in. yeah, for not locking your trucks. Yeah. <laughs> Where the ambulances, we've had so many stolen that they're like, you better lock your yeah. truck, I, and you guys don't. No, they and and you know what? It there are times when. You hear it, and so then for that week you lock. It's a couple cycles. Yeah, yeah. Then you then you get back to it and you can't. You're. I've had them where we did lock the truck, and it was a newer truck, and we didn't know because well I shouldn't say it, but yeah, there's a way to unlock the truck. Yeah. And there's special no locks on all yeah, mine powers. That's but, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't find the damn thing to save my life, so we're outside. You know rescue 18 sitting there and, and you know the the transport company's already gone and we're still there and like the family's like what are you, so what are you guys doing, doing? yeah and we're like nothing Another nothing time. yeah smoke break yeah so no, it finally <laughs> took calling somebody that was on that actually worked on the truck and knew where it was to come and then they don't answer their phone right away so you're there for another 20 minutes before they <laughs> call you back and they finally call you back yet another thing you have to explain to someone you're yeah like, so a thing happened, yeah. and it's really not our fault. Yeah. I just want to emphasize how not our fault this it is. This is not my fault. <laughs> so do you guys, and you've been doing it for a long time, as long as I have, do you love your jobs? That's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to get fired if I say yeah. something different? I'm um, I'm good at my job, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's because I like doing my job. I'm just... I, it's just a duck to water for it. You're so, clinically smart. Yeah. It, well, it's not even that. I'm just, I am very decent at reading a patient. I, you know, I've been doing it long enough. Um, I should be able to do IVs and stuff like that. It's, you know, again, it, it's this has been my whole career since I left high school. And so I'm good at it. I would rather be a musician. I would rather be a, a therapist. I would rather do something else like that. But for me... I chose this and 
to start over again and do something else for me, it, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I've been doing this for a while. And I, I, I left the house when, when I uh, turned 18, 19, it was 18, between 18, 19. And I haven't looked back. You know, I've, I've always been doing something. I've always had something going on. And when it's time for me to retire, you know, if I decide to work, I, my plan is to do something like teaching English overseas or, you know, something that, that has really nothing to do with EMS anymore. And it really is because I've earned my straps, I've earned my scars, I've earned my PTSD. I think that anybody in EMS, I, I don't care who you are, you can be a sociopath like Greg, but every, <laughs> everybody has, you, you don't walk out of it the same. Everybody has a little bit of PTSD that they go through. You couldn't be in this type of field and, and not have that. So... To say, do I like my job? Um, yes, because I'm good at it. Would I have chose this again if, if, if things were different? I would have probably like to have been a therapist. I probably would have liked to have, you know, been in an air conditioned, you know, office all day long and listen to everybody else's problems. <laughs> Not working the holidays. Like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. So, um, that's my take on it, and I, I, I hope it doesn't ever uh, discourage anybody from doing the job. Uh, if my son wanted to do the job, um, I, I would be like my mom, you know, hey, this is what it is, this is what it's about, you know. If you choose to do this, then, you know, follow through and, and do finish it. off. Yeah, yeah, do it and be good at it. Yeah. Greggy? I'm, I'm on the uh, complete opposite side i'm gonna be a wiener i'm gonna be uh, pompous yeah. i know right? he's just mispronouncing it it's yeah. actually winner but i'm gonna be a pompous ass which my brother has called me quite a few yes i love this shit and not just because of all the weird uh calls and or whatever else we do in the in the field there there are times where i i get down but overall i don't think i've ever been more enthusiastic about Anything, and I'm pretty enthusiastic about shit. Uh, and it's it's annoying to a lot of people. Uh, we have some great people. It isn't very often that I've gone home thinking, why the fuck do I do this? I actually come home pretty jazzed about, you know, what I've done and what I do. And truthfully, because I'm so far into it, I'm starting to panic a little bit because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do afterwards. When my dad retired, he had that. He he pulled the trigger without really having an idea as to yeah. Yeah, as it was, and it wasn't his fault. He just was like I'm done, yeah. you know. But he he never no. really like that's kind of what I want to do. He he didn't want to work, you know. He, he just wanted to bang with yeah, his all day. Yeah. Oh <laughs> that was such a horrible. I'm sorry. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old joke. You have no idea. You haven't heard the song before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> you, just you can enjoy his. Yeah. As deeply as I do. Oh, that was horrid. <laughs> I, I heard it and I could not say stay. It. I get it. That's because you're a wiener. <laughs> um, uh, but no, he and he had that thousand yard stare for about I would say a good six months where he just I don't know what to do. That uh, and then he found out he's like wait hold on I can go fishing whenever I want I can do whatever I wanted I have the time to do it and I don't you know I, I have the the um uh autonomy yeah the and autonomy the to do yeah, yeah. and the means 
So, yeah, and so, you know, there were times where he, was, he would come to the house and he wanted to do something, and I'm like, Dad, go away. You know, don't get, you, get the yeah, fuck yeah, out yeah, of get here. Get out of here, please. <laughs> and, you know, for me, it's, it's, I know that I don't want to work. I know that I'm going to, I'm hopefully setting myself up to where my son's okay. And then, you know, myself and, and I, I want to travel. I, I want to do, I've earned my, Respite is that the, is that yeah. the word? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I've earned my my rest. I've earned, I, you know, I didn't go out on my shield. You know, I'm I'm still alive, and and so now it's time to enjoy the the fun things about this job because it was tough. It, it wasn't easy, and I still got a few years to go. I don't blame you. I, and then I, I don't judge you for that. I, I disagree up to a point, but that's just it. It's it's a disagreement. My kids are too young for me to stop working. So even in two years when I'm eligible. Even in five years, when I'm likely going to, there's going to be something on the horizon for me to do, and it's likely going to be EMS because, through no fault of anybody else but my own, this is kind of the only thing I have to offer. You know, I could be a great motivational speaker, probably not a musician at this point. Um, You're a better musician than I was. Uh, but you know, I'll but there are know. options for yeah, you too. Yeah. When you're and done, there are options. It's not going to be fire. And I wish it could be fire because I would do all this shit over again. I, I most certainly would. And is there those negative parts of the job that people like to talk about? Absolutely. And like my father, uh, my PTSD is going to come and probably hit me like a train. But I, I just don't feel that. I don't, at this point, feel like I have that negative part of our job maybe the internal politics of whatever your respective department is pisses you off it still hasn't gone to me so i've never not slept i i fall asleep like a baby maybe it's that clear conscience that i got no, it's the sociopath no <laughs> it's the, it's the clear conscience like i said um you know if i've done something wrong to someone else it's hard to say sorry but i've admitted it to them you know i i have my family i have Mike, I fight with him uh, constantly because we're far too close. We know each other too well. But ultimately, there's just not those things in my life that I could say that were negative because of my job. There have been little portions, and they are just so minute that I really can't say that it affects that enjoyment that I get out of what I do for a living, including well, playing video games at the station. Yeah. <laughs> one thing, one thing. Uh, I play on all three systems that are out right now. <laughs> Dang, bro. You know, Switch they're, they're, and I'm not trying to be mean, but there's a there's a fireman who likes to, to say that he's a nerd fireman, and it always gets on my nerves simply because Greg and I are... Probably some of the more old, we're the OG nerds. We, yeah. you know, he's just yeah. better at being. A nerd yeah, he's just yeah, he's just he really he lives into it. <laughs> I totally get that, and I totally understand. He's a professional. But if we're gonna talk about the OGs, Greg and I were the like they make fun of they made fun of us for a good long time <laughs> about that. You know, what I mean? well, it's it's yeah. very well earned because I yeah. used to bring it. TV to work too. He had his own T. Greg had his own TV to play his games on That's because the other surprising. TVs were not. To his caliber, yeah. <laughs> I, I these don't have the frame rates yeah. I need. This is awful. Yeah. <laughs> this is bush league. Yeah. I mean, like, how dare you? 
So, I was one of those ones that they made fun of me because of like you know I like anime and I like yeah. I like to cosplay and I like doing stuff like that. So you know, and then now it's started. It's accepted with 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 the other firemen. Yeah, I'm like, this is culture. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> Where was this weird? Yeah. Just coming out with this stuff. Like, yeah, I made fun of this weird thing. And I know he he says he's been made fun of too. So it's oh, yeah. funny just because of those things. I'm like, you know, get in line with the rest of the weird thing. We're the we're the OG. But we we do get along with that. That yeah, oh yeah, I love so, him. I love, I love him to death. Him, yeah. He's hilarious. But I just, I, I'm, I'm just kind of throwing so him under the bus because it's funny. No, yeah, 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 that's that's true. And and I, I think that coincides with that, with that question. It's just given me, and to to use your word, it's given me a lot of autonomy to figure out not only what I like, who I like, uh, who I am as a person. I got to do that on the job, and. You know, you you hear a bunch of old yarns about people saying, you know, get find something you like and get paid to do it. I sort of did, and that's that was the point. Truthfully, the reason I got into firefighting was our dad came home looking like shit one time, and I was like, "This is what you want me to do?" Because he'd been telling me, "This is what you should do," because he knew me. And I was like, "This is this is the shape that you want me in," and he's like, "I'm not tired because of the calls." And I was like, "Well, why do you look awful?" He's like, because these morons were up all night playing this stupidity where I think it's a controller, but it looks like a guitar. I was like, guitar, you playing Guitar Hero all night. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's the game. Game name. I'm going to go nap. You were literally giving the fire department all, everybody, all their secrets away. You realize that. Right? Yeah, that's why. I, I'm sorry. That's why I enjoy my job. Do I go to my calls? <laughs> Do I like tell my people on my headset, like, oh, shit, we're right in the middle of a match. We're totally winning. And I'm bailing on you. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely do, but that's part of the job, and it's something I've gotten a hell of a lot of gratification from. And yes, we leave right in the middle of championship matches, <laughs> You're so which I'm, I'm super good at. Being, so why wouldn't I be in a championship match? Um, but you know, it's that's a part of the job. And as for the work that we do, I enjoy it still. Oh. And you know, it's not just EMS. I enjoy the fireside. Maybe not as much as I did when I was young and my knees didn't fucking suck. <laughs> but dude, I will say I do. I because I know I sound like a downer when I said it, but I will say I do. <laughs> like wiener? I do like a wiener. Um, I do like. I like being a paramedic. I like the. I don't. I can't say I like the accolade of it because I don't like. I don't want somebody to be like, oh my gosh, you're you know you're a paramedic. Or, Thank you for your service and all that stuff. Yeah. That that actually, my answer to that is I get paid. Yeah. you know what I mean. This that, is I, my job. I don't I don't do this for free type thing. But I do like when someone says, uh, so this is you know is this my my grandma takes this medication. What do you think about this? And I'll okay, so like send you know this is for high blood pressure type thing. You know, this is whatever, and. To have that knowledge and to be able to help out or when you are off duty and you do roll up on something and, you know, there, there's, yeah, there's a difference because, you know, everybody's running around with their head, you know, on fire and you're there and you're like, hey, everybody needs to stop. You know, I need you. Someone's having a seizure or something. I need you to time the seizure. That's all you need to do. I need you to call 911 and then you take that. You just take that out of their, their mouth because that's happened to me before and someone was putting a wallet in their mouth. I was like, get the out of Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's that kind of stuff. It's that 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 makes me feel good. And, and then that was is because of EMS. That is, be, you know, you do have to take over the scene. You do have to uh, assert yourself. You do have to do this kind of stuff. 
And so I will say that is something that I do really enjoy about the job is to make sure that if something does happen, if something go, does go down, everybody's running in that direction and I will, I have enough gumption to run and sure. see and figure it out. You have the tools to yeah. get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that that's, that's definitely, I just feel like, I think I'm a little long in the tooth. I think that's maybe what I'm saying. It's, like that. <laughs> it's okay. So last thing before we finish up here, what advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh. Oh, uh, that's easy. Therapy. Lots, lots and lots, of lots and lots of therapy. I think I I, I try to tell our rookies and, and everything, go to therapy. I don't care if it's for the job or not. You always have something to talk to or talk about. I guess is maybe way to say it. There there's always something to talk about. There's always something that whether it's this job or your life with this job, or you know maybe it's how it affects the people around you. But there is something that is good about venting. Yeah. When we when we when we compartmentalize, I can never say that right. When we compartmentalize things, it it just means that we've set it on the shelf. We're gonna have to deal with it later. So for me, talking and, and just getting it out, and you know whether it was a bad call or just somebody was annoying or mm-hmm. something. Your brother yeah, making fun yeah, of you. Yeah, your, your brother got off the video game, didn't want to play games with you. <laughs> Whatever it was, as long as you have something Dang to talk it, about. Dang it, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon gets everywhere. It's so great. Yeah. Um, that, that, I think, is a very important bit of advice is, is that, you know, go to therapy and don't be afraid about it. Don't be afraid to say, oh, man, this is kicking my ass or, or anything like that because there are there are other people that are around you that are that might be struggling silently just like you. And if you if they say, Oh man, you, you know, Mike's struggling, you know, if Mike is struggling, why can't I struggle? Or or the other way around, you Isn't know. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It's really okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And 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 that to me is worth its weight in gold. I I, I honestly believe it. I, I think that if if you have somebody to talk to and and they they can be Neutral, like if you have a good therapist, the therapist is is not going to push you in in to the right or to the left or forward or backward. They literally will, they should let you find the way. And then it's it's best way I can explain it. It's like the bumpers on the when you're bowling. It's not your they don't, their only job is to make sure you don't go in the gutter. The job, you know, it, you may not hit a strike, but your ball is at least going to hit some pins and get it over there. You're and hitting the finish line. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I think that's perfect. That's so that would be my big advice to to anybody is, you know, talk to talk. Make sure you talk. I don't care who it is, if it's a therapist or family or somebody who is willing to listen and able to absorb and metabolize it and and, and help you. That's, yeah. that's a great bit for me. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, mine's going to be in, in the fire department in EMS and in a lot of these jobs, you come across quite a lot of people that are uh, alpha type personalities, very strong personalities, confident. I, I most certainly was not. And um, the advice I would give people like me who do want to pursue this job and do want a good uh, do a good job in this uh, field, get out of your own way. You know, get out there and, and force yourself to be a little more outspoken. Trust yourself. And, and that was what I would tell my younger self. That's what I tell anybody coming in 
is trust yourself. You're going to make mistakes, period. There's nobody that's going to have this perfect career where they did everything right. That's life. And I don't think uh, I had that expectation, but I did not have the wherewithal, the, the real introspect knowledge of myself that I, I didn't know how to accept that, accept failure on myself. And I was really kind of mean to me. And uh, it really wasn't anybody else. I watched everybody do certain things and, and they'd make mistakes. They'd miss IVs, they'd miss tubes or whatever else. Uh, and <laughs> you're never going to get all of your IVs. You're never going to get all of your tubes. The mistakes happen. Accept them. Be gentle with yourself. And, you know, get out there and try again. Have a little bit of confidence. And that was a struggle that I had. I did not want to become a lieutenant because I didn't find myself to be a good leader. And uh, I sort of had to teach myself that. I sort of had to take from my brother's... Um, Example, you know, if you're going to say something, if you're going to do something, do it with confidence. You do know what to do. Trust yourself. There's a lot of training that we go into to get into EMS from EMT basic, intermediate, or paramedic. It is a lot of time that we spend doing it. Trust that. Trust yourself. And, you know, have a little bit of, for, lack of, for lack of a better word, yeah, and balls. But, uh, like, you yeah. know, get, get that little uh, bit of, not, not cockiness, but um, confidence. confidence. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and run with it. But, yes, humility is the other side of that. If I'm going to tell someone, own your mistakes, too. And don't just wear them like, a, you know, chains. Wear them like a badge of honor. Don't let them drag you down. Let them help you proceed forward and learn and grow as a person, as a paramedic, as a firefighter even. Um, you can be better, the best version of yourself. And even if that's the best version of yourself at the end of your career, that's an achievement. That's a big thing. And uh, it was a hard-learned lesson for me, but I did learn it. And I kind of feel like I'm continuing to grow. Even at 18 years, uh, I can learn from the new people I can learn how to be better. And that's what I would tell tell someone is accept that portion and get out there and do it. Don't just sit back and wait for someone to, to tell you what to do. Do it. Um and then accept it. If you if you do it wrong, it's cool. We're all learning and uh growing. And I think that's ultimately my advice to anybody. That's what I wish someone would have told me uh coming in is just be a little more confident. Wow. Yes. That's great, guys. <laughs> yeah, like awesome. That. Thank you guys so much for joining me on today's oh, podcast. Thank you for having really us. Yes, seriously, thank you. For no, thank you guys for reaching I, out. I hope, yeah, this was great. Yeah. I like everything. If ever we get to do it again, yeah. Comedy for us. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's message. all we need. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Before we wrap up, we have a few important announcements to share with you. Firstly, we're excited to announce the launch of our brand new 911 Nonsense Facebook group page. It's a community where everyone can go to connect, share ideas, discuss topics from the show, and get all of the most recent updates about the podcast. 
We'd love to have you join us and be part of the conversation. Next, we want to ask you to rate and review our podcast on your preferred platform. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us reach a wider audience. By rating and reviewing the show, you'll be supporting us in a big way and helping others discover 911 nonsense. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support the podcast even further, we have a few options available. You can visit samspursuit.com to find the links to our 911 nonsense merch page and our recently released noon gear page. Every contribution, no matter the size, goes a long way in helping us continue to better the podcast. We know that not everyone is comfortable being on the podcast, but we still want to hear your stories and experiences. If you have a compelling story and would like to share it to be read by me in a future episode, please reach out to us via email at 911nonsense at gmail.com or through our website's contact section. If you choose to be anonymous, we'll make sure to respect your privacy while sharing your story in a way that resonates with our audience. Thank you again for tuning in. We truly appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more engaging content in the future. See you next week.